one that my buyers want my <clears throat> Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. on Wednesday, Wednesday, anyway, and I can't find where my, um, I want this, do I want this, no, I don't want the soundboard, oh, man, <laughs> wow, this is going to be fun, so, I had a whole catalog set up with just the sound effects that I use, and somehow, they're just gone, that's okay, because we're going to get them back, um, and welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. For the best seeds, June 10th, and somebody we know turned a special, special birthday the other day. Happy birthday, Candace Kid. Thank you, Belstar, and it really is one. a pleasure to be with all of you all this morning, and obviously, Everyone. also with you, one of my besties in the whole wide world. Um, I yes, just thank indeed. you for being there all the time, thick and thin. Um, it's great to have my bestie here in Tucson. Yeah. I have a bestie in Iowa that I miss yeah, very much. And you know how hard it is I do. to have those besties far, far from far you. away. Because it makes the heart a little um, sad. sad. Yeah. And so I just am so lucky yeah, that I get to have over. you. I know. And um, you are one of my best friends. And I, I'm glad I get to share this morning with you and everyone out there that's listening. In the Canada's world. Um, what are you smoking for the kid's birthday? We are on a BB. BB. <laughs> a BB um, strain. Yeah. They'll start uh, before every show, likes me to go into the, the vault. vault. <laughs> and uh, I pick out something that um, smells good to me. I'm a smeller. I, oh, yeah. It's just how I pick oh, my cannabis. Yeah. It's, um, the Toucan Sam really says it best. Oh, Follow yeah. your nose. Follow your nose. Uh, you oh, know. my God, that's so funny. We need it back. We need two cans. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We can do that ourselves. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Um, so just, it's really nice. I go in the morning. Um, I know a lot of you out there like coffee. Um, there's a lot of 
different coffee, you know, on how they smell and things like that. I am not a coffee drinker. No. Then this morning, we'd like uh-huh. to say Crave. Oh, Crave um, Coffee Bar and Cafe. Yes. Fucking fantastic. Their food is amazing. Oh, phenomenal. All home, homemade. 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 And Where are they from? They're from, uh, like... Yugoslavia or yeah, somewhere. They are crazy. I don't forget where but... jobs. In their, in their little Oh, their tiramisu. Oh my god, mm-hmm. we just had their tiramisu and their um uh their uh, chai tea. Yes, their chai tea is off the charts, I have hot. to tell you. Oh mm. great flavor. Thank you, Crave. Oof. Mm. So oh. yeah, it's my birthday month and I'm it really sure is. really excited about that. Another one of our besties, the princess, turns the birthday yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow, June 11th. Yeah. And, and it's we more should of a... call her and say hi. And <laughs> Put her on air. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> she would absolutely hate it. Yeah, she'd be Every like, minute. oh, oh, like. <laughs> oh, but it's one of those. But yeah, yeah, we we got her on the CBD bandwagon already, so not um, good. Mm-hmm. Phone call. No, that's not us. No. Oh. <laughs> See the sound effects we've been missing since I haven't. Updated? Well, I just don't ever get to the side of the of the awesome. track. You know, get it? The track? Yeah. Ooh, slot machine. Not oh, really. That looks like a winner. Yeah. What about this? <laughs> well, it's a pretty good dunk sound. That's, that's not bad. Sometimes it's yeah. Uh, they got their uh, the C&C was yeah. a little, they could learn from that one. Oh, C&C. Oh, oh, what do we have to say about that? Oh, C&C. Oh, God. Yeah, I was like, are we even on? Silver Sister, are you with us this morning? Good morning, Silver Sister. Ooh, that's a good one. Lion Roar. Laser Uh Almost sounds like a, a taser or a face. Is it a taser? Oh, that's not mm. a kiss. That sounds that's, like that really bad. Nice. Who, who kisses like that? You know what that sounded like? Record scratch. Same okay. thing. Listen. Record scratch. Lion roar. Same thing. Now look what you guys have done. Now I'm going to be emailing you saying your kisses and your record scratch sound the I'm same. I'm getting a strong word at email this evening. <laughs> After I hit my To whom it may concern. Your kisses sound like record scratches and right. Sound like fake kisses. Slurp. Does it sound like a slurp? I don't know about that. Okay, tell me what this is. Wind. Sword. Oh, sword. Okay. Whip. Yep. A zipper. Okay, very good. Um, And look who's calling. You think it's a sign? <laughs> no, no, I don't know how it would she work. Knows it's Wednesday morning. Well, kind of. This happens yes, every week. Right no, because then I'll get a message. Oh, I didn't know it was Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Okay, she, oh, wait, how happens? Right? Okay, I, it does. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna shoot a message and say, "Can we put you on air?" And she'll say, "Hell no." So wow. you had. I would have just had to have surprised her with that one. I um, know you should have answered the phone. At oh least you would have been. Like, you, I mean, no one else could have heard her, but you could have been talking on the phone with her. Well, I could have just said you're live and just put her on speakerphone. You're live on Weed Day Wednesday. <laughs> we so wait. we'll see what she, I know what the response is going to be. Oh, I forgot. 
and that's exactly how it's going to go. All right, ready? What is, uh, okay, one more, one more. Okay. Hang on. That's it. Oh, oh, here's a good one. Perfect. You will not get it. Oh, maybe you will. A ladder falling? No, no, hang on. Wait, hold okay. on. Okay, folks Why would there? they have that on there? I don't know. Well, they got all sorts of things. Um, now, where is it? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, payphone. Okay. Um, that's very close. Uh, insert coin. Ooh. 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 Uh-huh. Oh. That's the only thing I've ever heard that, where it was like dropping into that little metal. Yeah. That was supposed to be an insane laugh. Insert coin here. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. people, oh, I love it. And then Into you can the hear, thing. and then you can hear it drop. Thing. Listen, it drops. Yeah. Yeah. And then the you can, thing. you can drop, you can hear it drop, and then you can hear there, the little coin. Weight. You can see it hit. Where, cause that, remember, doesn't it, that's um, how it Family out. Ties with yeah. Michael J. Fox. His thing was he was the money guy. He was an accountant from uh-huh. birth. And if you drop coins on the ground, he'd go two quarters, a nickel, and a penny. And he'd be able to tell yeah. by the way. Yes, of I it. do yeah. remember that. Yeah, he was really good with oh, the Oh, that's great. That's you are listening to Weed Day Wednesday, folks. Really. In case you forgot, you didn't know what you were on. Yeah. So. Okay. Are you on Weed? We are. We like this. Yeah, the beauty. It's kind of, um, yeah, I know it's more sativa because. It's in my face, I and I feel, feel like I had a shot at tequila you know already. <laughs> like, yeah, we are ch- chatty already. We are chatty. And so, it could be the time, though. Chai is very uplifting and speedy. <laughs> I love that you're trying to put it on the other herb in the room. <laughs> right? The other herb in the room. Did you hear that, Chai? You're the other herb now. And I love Chai, that during the these times, what's essential is weed. Weed's essential. It's about damn time. Game winner. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is... See the, the chair right there? The a lot of that. Table. Yeah, you, but that's all I have left, so you get some of that. <laughs> oh, not that one. Too much. Sorry, guys. And that was just one hit? Yeah. Yeah. Put on the block or something, you know? Like, oh, too bad because of my broken freaking finger. Folks, oh, <laughs> uh, take your vitamins, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the heck. I, I, have, like, I have, like... Um, Thinned out uh, fibers in my fingers, and I pulled, I pulled something. I heard a pop, and I broke myself right in that moment, and I knew it. You I were freaking doing knew physical it. Labor. I was doing a lot of physical labor, and, and then I, I and then know. I got in the car and yanked on the console to get in, and I think I just whoosh, pinched something right there in the moment, and it. I oh, think. I um, hate that. It makes me ginchy. Yeah, you can definitely wear you down. I, I try not to. I, I do a lot of things with my hands. I'm typing things and and you know the physical oh, labor. I've just decided it hurts me. Totally too much. wish I love my physical labor though. I love doing yard work and things like I that. I get it. That but this too, but yeah, to what now you I hurt can't. yourself. Well, but I didn't even mean it. I, I wasn't know. even doing that much. I was lifting chairs and you know things like that. Oh look, we're actually live. It's working. I Who keep going. I call her. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Who's on? We are. Wow. Who's on first? Uh, and then well, I just saw someone call in. I'm like, who called in? It was me. <laughs> you're welcome, folks. What? You're hearing it here first. Oh. So, the other herb. <laughs> wow, TM, don't even. We got so many this, this morning. You know what? If we went back and listened to probably seven and a half years worth of radio show, you know, we realized that he's been on with me for about seven years. Mm-hmm. Seven and a half? How how long into it? Did you, what, we always try and figure this out. I when Hank am, hits left, 
Yeah, it was right when, around that time. Well, I want to say yeah. God, uh, it was a great January, February, March, April. was born. It's been seven years. Yeah. Holy cow. Where's our cat? We do have a cow in here. I know that. Um, oh. oh. We have it. That's a long time. Yeah, it yeah. is. Let me subscribe. Enjoy. Enjoy every minute when I'm here okay. and miss the ones that I can't be here. I now know. that things have just gotten a little. And you know I curse you every Wednesday. I you don't know. come. And in the same moment, I love your face off. <laughs> it's a lovely relationship. Only on the days you don't come. <laughs> The other days, I, I love, I love it. it. Yeah, it's just that one moment I'm like, oh. and it's really right. not even that much out and of the day. Over. Yeah, and it's like a second. I'm like, fine, I'll see you next in. week. He does. He says very yeah, good because your your guests miss you, your your callers, your listeners miss you. <laughs> um, you know, we get about a thousand, twelve hundred downloads a month of the radio show. That's so awesome. Is that crazy? Oh, what? Wait, listen to this. I was going to play the golf clap. Guess what this is, folks. Yeah, I got to turn this one up a little bit. <laughs> Definitely not mine. Golf swing. Listen again. Yes, golf swing. We'll be golfing. All right, we should probably talk about weed for a minute or something, right? A little bit. Ooh, what's this? Oh. Oh. So do we get introduction on horror? The horror of it all. Okay. The trash, the trash of it all. If you haven't seen Troop Zero out there, folks, get on over to your Amazon Prime account. Put that baby on. I don't like the little boy. Scare me. Besides, to change the law, you can't hit him anymore. <laughs> Where is it when you need it? I love her. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to take sound bites. I'm going to start getting sound bites from that movie and just play them because they're spectacular. Life comes after the hard. You got to set it to hell on fire. What's with men in fire? That's what he said. That's his answer. Life comes after the hard. You got to set it to hell on fire. That one, it's on my phone. You sent it to me about the. Oh, avocados. Good Lord's way of saying mayonnaise. Check it out. Our neighbor in New Mexico is going to start legalizing weed lounges. This um, weed lounge, I think, mm-hmm. is an incredible Spectacular. thing. Um, Spectacular. You know, I mean, I get where we're in the pandemic we're in now. Well, they've also, and I posted the effects of CBD on COVID-19. And it can keep there. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Tons of sense. Well, Hello. One signature is all that is needed for medical marijuana consumption lounges to be legalized in New Mexico. If the bill signed, it would go into effect July 1st, 2020. However, due to the coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19 changes uh, to the impeaching legislation may occur. New Mexico political report noted, as of now, a reciprocity rule will allow medical marijuana patients from other states um, to patron the consumption lounges. Quote, what I think is very safe to say is that, just like any other business or essential service, they will have to follow COVID-19 guidelines that are set out in the public health orders and executive orders. New Mexico Medical Cannabis Program 
Director Dominic Zerlo. If COVID-19 continues the way we are right now, then that's going to make things a little easier. But if we start seeing increases in transmission rates, once again, there may be changes. Quote. The consumption areas offer for medical marijuana patients living in smoke-free or cannabis-free residences to have a place to consume cannabis legally. New Mexico is attempting to legalize recreational marijuana use in 2020, along with Arizona, Mississippi, New Jersey, and South Dakota. Other states intend to legalize via ballot measures, but coronavirus hindered the signature processes. Lounges are a great, 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 great place. Um, Oh, little birds, don't fly to the window. Um, I like to get my pipes at cigar shops, and they always have their lounges. And they're flipping spectacular. People love those lounges. I mean, it's no surprise when you go in. But there's a uh, cigar shop on Anthony's up up north of it, that Grant River, Grant, somewhere on there, Sunrise. I don't know. No, it's not Star Sunrise. But there's a lady manager in there, and she's really cool. Um, and if you buy your uh, pipe in there, she gives you a little bag of tobacco and some matches, which I have in my drawer because it smells so good. That tobacco smells oh, yeah. good. I don't like to smoke mm-hmm. it, but it smells really good. Right, right. I love the smell of cigar shops, but it's a great place. People need, especially right now, um, <laughs> we're finding, <clears throat> even in the doctor's office, the doctors are finding, staff's finding, I'm finding when I answer the phone and, and help out. Uh, people want to talk. They just want to talk. They, They've been they locked like inside some their people, houses. And some people by themselves. Some people yeah. are single. Oh, try, yeah. oh yeah. you have a good uh, community. I want to have, to say I have, a, have great, a great community. I'm not lonely. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any ideas about that. Might be alone, but I'm not lonely. I got my beauty dragon and my you best friend. Yeah, I'm, I am not lonely. <laughs> There's a magnet I used to have in my fridge with a lady, a beautiful lady laying out, feeding herself grapes, and it says, no, not married yet, just lucky, I guess. But some people are not okay. Um, mm. Some people are very lonely, and they, they, right. they want to just Hang well, and, and fine. We, they don't have a, uh, really don't have an outlet um, to talk, and it's you know. Even if it's on the phone, it's different than right oh, here. Oh, so true, so true. You can see your um, cute little pink shirt today. You, you know? love it, yeah. I, and look, we're opposite matching. I've got my like peachy shorts on. And I like, and you know yeah, what? I know. I bet if you could wear a pair uh, of shoes today, look the yeah, ones look that at, you have. Yeah, see that? Look at that there. We are we're just little matchy. We things. were separated <laughs> at birth. <laughs> We ate our other twins. Is that how it went? <laughs> we ate our other twins. <laughs> you know what I would think it would be like? Do you remember um, <laughs> that Midler and and <laughs> Lily Tomlin? Oh, yeah. And they were twins from, there was one oh. from Kansas. Yeah. And then there were oh other ones God. from New York City. Oh, my God. And they had been separated. Yeah. So, and then they meet each other. Yep. Oh, God. I feel like that would be me and you. Yeah. Finding oh. our one Kansas, somewhere New else. York, yeah. Louisiana. <laughs> Or would we be the would we be the we'd be the rednecks out here in Southwest? <laughs> what? Why can't we be the big city girls? Oh, we have to move. To, oh, but, you know, Tucson's kind of a big city these we days. Are, we, we are. We are. We could be big city girls. Okay, big city girls. Big city girls. Speaking of big city girls, y'all want to get 
certified outdoors. I'm talking about this wonderful place called Tumbleweed Health Center. We haven't yeah. let you know about it for 20 minutes now almost because we're smoking BBs. No, we're not smoking BBs. We're smoking something that's very chatty. Wow. We're going to need Silver Sister to fill us in on that. You said she picked out some, right? Yes. So, um, um, Silver Sister, if you're listening uh, out there. I think on the break, I can actually tell you exactly what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a little information. All right. So some, insi- some insight. Insider thing. trading. Here we go. We're going to the dark web. You guys, man. Oh, oh my gosh. This guy's going to try this. It's really cerebral. And I wish that laser beam was like, yeah. You get one laser. Like, I was going to, you know, that's like back in the 1800s. You know, you got one shot, and um, where is it? You get one shot, and then you have to, like, spend an hour and a half reloading, shoving, you know, your powder and everything down into the gun, hoping to God that you didn't get, you know, blown up in that part. You need to light the little trigger, get ready, and, you know, 20 minutes later, you've been attacked by 400 Indians and arrows all over. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. All right. Where are we going with any of this? Come to Wheat Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. We are open six days a week right now. We'll get back to our seven when we can. Um, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. Saturdays, 10 to 3. We do have two doctors during the week, so you can get um, certified even without records. We can uh, do an evaluation for most challenges, call them challenges or ailments, whatever you like to call them. but if you are in the surrounding area and you'd like an appointment, you can book it online at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Or you can call us at 520-838-4430. Be patient with us, please. It's, there are a lot, a lot going on at Tumbleweeds right now. So we will call you back if we don't get to the phone right away. Um, <clears throat> if you have PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, Parkinson, any other of the seizures that are listed that you might have, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, which includes dementia and all the other spectrums of Alzheimer's, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification, health, and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. Oh, my God, that's so delicious. I know you you do get sugar out with the chai and that. Oh, there is more. I haven't. uh... You know oh. a lot of sugar lately. Yeah. Um, I did. Oh, I'm going to have to have another bite. Well, I had a big bite of German chocolate cake from that I blew birthday. out on my birthday. Mm-hmm. I love a good German chocolate cake, and it was actually pretty good German chocolate cake. Oh, my God. That um, is insanely my delicious. One, it's pineapple sit-down cake. Like, I love me some pineapple and sit-down cake. Really? I have not heard about pineapple upside down since my Aunt Barbara's house. My Lord, who makes us a good pineapple upside down cake? When have you ever had? Raise your hand. It's been the last decade. Y'all have had 
a pineapple upside down cake. Okay. I can't do it. Oh, we got a winner. We got a winner. Oh, that's a kiss. In the last time in here? Decade. Ten. Oh, give yes, it ten. I mean, it's still up. Still Maybe up. Maybe a few months ago. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> wow. And they even do the cupcakes now. So they do the miniature little. Oh, who does cupcakes? Crave? Well, you can oh. do the, the net, um, pineapple down cake. As a little mini? Oh, my God. How much heaven are you? It doesn't even feel like you're doing anything wrong. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. Oh, if you have to disclaim that, it surely is wrong. <laughs> Elon Musk is tweeting about marijuana reform. Oh. Hmm. Well, Do you know he's a year younger than I am? Well, so, this is how I think about it. There's a lot of people out there. And a lot of people have different views about a lot of different things. That's and some like of them are smoke, they smoke marijuana. There and are they, a lot of people uh, out there. You know, he probably uh, partakes occasionally. Um, it definitely oh, gets the brain Probably going. on a daily I, basis, I, mean, I would imagine. To let your mind go as far as his has, I mean, he's got a lot of, there's a lot of ideas up in that brain. Yeah, there are a lot of and ideas up in that brain. you get there by opening your mind. Carl Sagan. Yeah, very um, um, Dr. Dr. Grinstone's um, best friend. And probably Dr. Grinstone. He does. Well, he was on our show. Yeah. He literally smokes two joints a day and takes two capsules of um, fresh cannabis daily. Hmm. Or he smokes a joint. Maybe that's it. I would probably have to be working from home that day. <laughs> I'm just saying, folks. For that, sure. That raw stuff for me it, it makes me feel like I'm on cocaine. Mm-hmm. It gives me that much energy. I just feel like yeah. I like my bonding. Now that though is just a particular story. Oh, that really is. Yeah, the moon's out too. I'm like noticing all these things right now. Let's hear what Mr. Musk had to say. All righty. Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk excited his 35 million Twitter followers this weekend when he tweeted, "Quote." This will probably get me in tr- trouble, but I have—I feel I have to say it. Quote, later on, the same day, Musk tweeted his thought business insider reported. The tweet said, quote, selling weed literally went from major felony to essential business open during pandemic in much of America, and yet many are still in prison. Doesn't make sense. Isn't right. Oh, that's really awesome. It's true. Totally the damn truth. Uh, the tweet ended up not being troublesome whatsoever because the vast majority of Americans support the legalization of marijuana. And furthermore, many of these supporters believe people should be freed. Uh, they should be freed now that the drug is legal in so many states. Nearly every state that has legalized marijuana has deemed their medical and recreational dispensaries as, quote, essential during the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. Meanwhile, the federal government still lists marijuana alongside heroin as a Schedule one substance. How the hell is that even possible? You deem something essential, but you list it as schedule one to heroin and LSD? Come on. I mean, what the? It makes no sense. Government. That's, you know, do as I say, not as I do kind of a mentality that people could with it. It's changing day now. Um, so, well, good for you. Good for you for saying how you feel guy in the world, you know, like 
you know, we're going to lose a bit for saying feel. <laughs> uh, I don't think that. Not these, not that. You know, maybe a while ago, I definitely think that there would be no. Okay, let's see. Oh. Oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's medical marijuana sales continue to smash records. Sales of medical marijuana in Oklahoma topped $73 million last month. The highest monthly total that the Oklahoma Tax Commission reported this week. How freaking excited is the Oklahoma Tax Commission? They're freaking out. They're like, okay, you car, you get a car, you get a car. <clears throat> the data shows May sales generated more than $11.6 million tax revenue last month, including $6.5 million in state and local sales tax, and over $5.1 million that marijuana medical marijuana industry has been booming in Oklahoma since voters approved a citizen-led initiative petition in 2018 that made it easy and relatively expensive patients, dispensaries, and growers to obtain a license. Patients, dispensaries, and growers. There you go. Oh, my. Patients, dispensaries, and growers. Oh, my. Okay. And that's where. No. Is there that? Did you look like going to haunted forest with the Dorothy? And she was going to come on it, and then you just sign that say, I turn back, I were you, and the birds are flying flying. It does sound like that. That was a pretty good description of that little scene in that amount of time, you say? I would say so, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Some damn good weed. You want to know what else is damn good? I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those Cracker Jacks, Reese's Pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda, pop cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama. A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana. What you gonna do? Send the feds there? Hell no. The DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcano. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop. This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what 
you know about people suffering from glaucoma. They need it. They need it. It helps them with their condition. If you don't believe me, then just ask some eye physicians. Thank your granddad for voting for that guy, Richard. Nixon is the president who made the plants illegal. But science is now showing that it's medicine for people. And the private sector's fighting to keep all of that illegal. Alcohol and tobacco, pharmaceutical prisons. I'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers. They're making money day and night, all those motherfuckers. And bribing Congress out of sight, all those motherfuckers. They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy. I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old so it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a five shop. Oh my God, we're back. Sorry. Tell them we're in there boiling eggs talking about uh-huh. your new baby. Yeah, we got a new baby dog uh, um, on Sunday. What kind? He's a Cavalier King Charles. Oh my God. And um, they're like, uh, they're a spaniel breed. Um, they're like, um, I, I almost kind of say they're like a miniature Cocker Spaniel. Oh, totally. you know? oh but, God, um, the cutest thing ever. Cocker Holy Spaniels cutest. have the hair, not the fur. And uh, he has the fur. Oh. Because he leaves little white hairs on you. Oh, cute. Like really light. Little, yeah. And how big is he going to get? Between 12 and 18 pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll just say a little boot. Uh-huh. So we got him a, a registered um, fly bag. So he gets to fly with us. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. So That's great. Um, we're going to uh, South Dakota. 4th of July. So we're flying from Tucson to Denver, and then we're driving the other eight. Wow. Uh, so it makes it um, it makes it a little easier on him, and I think us too. I, yeah. Eight hours isn't too bad, because then we, it, it was a quite a mess to try to get up there. They were like taking us to San Francisco, then Kansas, then Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. And it was just like too many airports. And you don't ever let that dog out of your No. Head. No, he's on a, what's on, it called? Yeah. Sit on your lap? Mm-hmm. Nice. You could probably do that. Yeah. I would probably have to keep him in the bag. Well, know, yeah. <laughs> and then. Keep him in the bag. But, yeah, then I get to bring him out because he's such, he doesn't make a noise, a peep oh. at all. And he just sits there and sleeps. Oh. Right here next to your heart. Oh. Oh, my God. I can't it's wait to see him. the best cuddly puppy that we've ever. Okay. I mean, when we got Buddy, he, there was a lot of. A little bit of behavior stuff, so he didn't really want to be right next to us. He kind of wanted oh. his own space. He got over time. He got 
to where he was cuddling. Yeah, cuddling. And then he really became a lap dog, like, and throughout. But when, when, but when he wants to. Yeah. Like, when he's done, he's, yeah. I got to go somewhere else. Yeah. Winston will go. Yeah. Just cuddle there, right up. Cuddle right up. Right there. So we're super excited about that. That's kind of what we wanted. Yeah. Uh, so. Definitely a pocket pal. Yeah, we, you know, we got to, we met him on Saturday afternoon. Oh. And um, so we got to just kind of be with him and play with him for yeah. probably about an hour and a half. Wow. Really before we yeah. made the crazy decision that we did. Yeah. But it was a crazy decision. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we went back the next day and picked him up, so we had a night to sleep on. And, um, night to pick out names. <laughs> oh, and then we, he didn't get named until yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, even longer, like two days, because we needed yeah. to have him and like, See who he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, just kind of. And dogs will show you who they are right away, you know. Well, when I got Sully, they were like, oh, yeah, because he was all mellow and everything. I mean, he was always kind of mellow, but um, uh, they were like, oh, give him a week. His personality will come out. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And, boy, his personality came out, and he ruled the roof from that point on. He did. He was <laughs> like, all right. Just checking out my pad. Now mm-hmm. this is it. Going forward, uh-huh. it's mine. My I my way blessed. to the highway. Yeah. <laughs> and so I did. <laughs> my mama picked me. I was his person. Mm-hmm. He picked me. He picked mm-hmm. me out. Like oh. I'm so true. I had a friend just um, send me over because he I've been working with him these last few um, months and he sent over a um, he sent over a really nice poem. I guess it's after the Rainbow Bridge. Oh. And your dog um, passes over. Yeah. From the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. yeah. It was just really sweet. Just yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. See those things. But. It is sweet. You know what else is sweet? <laughs> Doug Fine's voice. We're going to continue with Doug Fine. Let's, let's see. We'll go back a little bit.
considered alternative into tomorrow's mainstream. As more members regain oil building knowledge, Trump said, I've come to believe that in the near future we'll see a complete cultural change. The food on the shelves will be profitable for the farm and by being happier, will reduce the rising medical costs of society. Soil building slow and fast. Our Wilmington farmer I'm going to say this comes Missouri 20. I want to know how long it will take to transform soil to stress development. That's a tricky question because humans that are miles apart can be composed of distinct soil qualities. Some hemp farmers tell me that the baseline NPK samples have improved markedly after one season of combined with organic inputs. And a few tell me that at the end of the third season of planting on stressed soil, they haven't seen much improvement. One of my soil-building teachers is Vincent Mina, who operates the six-figure gross at Kahanu Green, an organic microgreens enterprise from his small home farm on Maui. If you're out on the island, trust the sunflower and the radish greens especially. The 65-year-old mm-hmm. is always inviting me to stick my arm in his man soil pipeline. and just needs a soil armor for his stuffing farm. This chocolate cake is only recently pointing to a pile, which will go crawling worms and everything. Come from this pile of soil. In recent years, Vincent and I have been talking about collaborating on a hemp project, and he suggests we spend at least eight seasons planting soil cover crops before we consider a commercial crop. He mm. should know. He and a family began building its soil in the 1980s, and Vincent said it took more than five years to reach a place where he felt comfortable resulting product. But I also witnessed soil transformation unfold surprisingly quickly on that hunk of volcanic rock. The eight-year-old James Keen Plisian was a long resort in Hawaii until he noticed that it was nearly impossible to serve traditional crops like oi and bread at the commercial level. Everything was shown in the mainland or Asia, he said, hardly any local slavery. Hmm. In 2013, the Filipino-Hawaiian local decided to become a farmer. He formed simply fresh farms, got a grant, and settled on a suburb of Lahana that it was such prime farmland during Hawaii's western period that the king could look from his front of Nai and check on the well-being of now. <clears throat> the problem for chemo was, for the past 150 years, the sun had been used to cultivate one crop, sugarcane. The soil was so compacted that it came apart in chunks you could boil it. Its color was wan beige. Fast forward two years. A friend took a picture of Kimo and me doing yoga high up on a parched, unplanted hillside of sugarcane deadness above simply fresh farms in June 2015. Where we had frozen in tree pose with a human created desert, mm-hmm. but in the background of the photo, hundreds of yards below, the demarcation line couldn't be missed. Kimo's banding polyculture remediation work had brought this land back to vibrant life. Soil was dark and plants alive. Hide windbreaks, weaving bushes of moringa, cow, they were right in front of our eyes, undeniable. Talk about a line in the sand. Healing happens, faster than we could have hoped. The story has a sad ending, though only temporarily. In 2018, a whole hum, fire burned the whole thing and simplest farms had moved. But the evidence remains. I keep a photo of this nutritive morality tale on the laptop. It tells the story of two possible futures 
time of Christmas visit, a little less to say what role a bit of KNF work would play in the 2018 crop. As a result, KNF lessons was largely educational, something to keep in mind for future seasons and in my case for other hemp projects around the world. We all learned a lot that day, but planning was a palm project and was not enough time to implement the full KNF. We sure got tripped up about fun stuff. <laughs> Using some of Chris's ideas, but mostly the winters, Mickey and Dan. The second year Colville crop was one of the most beautiful I've yet seen, certainly in the large farm category. And without a doubt, it won the most improved eyes. Of course, harvesting a lovely crop and marketing are two different processes. But he stated goals for seed two in Colville one, grow a gorgeous crop, and two, sell it. And she did. End of that KNF crash course, as they did everything on the cold project, I stripped down and looked into the Columbia River. Then I got dressed, descended the river track from the hills, and took the ferry back across the same river. Then I climbed out of the Columbia Basin, questionable poetry about the sunset, and drove through another 2.4 million acres of wheat on its way back to the United States. I'm a full-blown function advocate now. February of 2019, with the days being perceptibly longer on the ranch, sons and I dug up the 6,000-foot-high end of enchantment royals as we do when lately gagging on these indoor work. This time, though, we brought our sampling bags, repurposed paper sandwich sacks. We gathered what we hope a sufficient local mycelium stream from under the roots and rocks of our wilderness backyard ecosystem. We stored the sugar shroom combo for three months until the oh. frost feature passed. This time, though, we brought our sampling bags, repurposed paper sandwich sacks. We gathered what we hoped were sufficient local mycelium streams from under the roots and rocks of our wilderness backyard ecosystem. We stored the rice sugar shroom combo for three months until the frost danger passed. Then we mixed it into our field alongside a few hundred pounds of alfalfa-encrusted goat poop. With the ranch's lavender and currants budding and the rhubarb pretty much ready to pluck, my mouth was watering that day just thinking about the coming season. My heart was pounding too, but that's because I was a little shaken from the moment, high in the funky butte boulders, when my oldest leapt out at me shouting, I'm Bigfoot. I got the photo though. By building soil for months before your product is on shelves, you're manifesting the profit dollies dictum in the better category. If we can collectively get the word out about the nutritive bioavailability and climate change mitigation in our mode of cultivation, we independent farmer entrepreneurs are going to have enough of a customer base to do better than just fine, all by choosing the most regenerative, patient mode of soil building. So you want to be a hemp farmer. Your industry starts on the farm. Fort Collins, Colorado, October 2015. Be on the farm every day, ideally, especially if you're one of the primary farmers, but be there at least every week. No matter your title in the enterprise, consider yourself a farmer. Put mm-hmm. hemp farmer as your tax return occupation. Yes. There is no role in the operation that should keep you off the yes. farm for long. Okay. Not logo designer, delivery driver, or traveling trade show booth roadie. And certainly not president of the company. You work for a plant. Keep a close and loving eye on it. 
In October of 2015, I made an early field visit to the Fat Pig Society Hemp Worker Cooperative, the FPS, outside of Fort Collins, Colorado. It was a chilly evening in the Rockies when I arrived close to midnight in my camper and parked beside the co-op's 10 acres of flowering hemp. In the early moments of the modern hemp industry, I had come to learn from the only organic farmers I knew. FPS co-founder Eugenia Bocalandro met me at the rig to see if I needed any extra blankets or snacks. Before wishing me good night, she noticed my Alto sax case on the passenger seat and assured me that impassioned jamming on the porch of the co-op's farmhouse at 6.30 a.m. on a weekday in the middle of harvest season would be well received. <laughs> I'm still not sure if she was kidding. Either way, she helped solidify this be-on-the-farm lesson for me. Eugenia is the buoyant 54-year-old right brain of the FPS organization. It sums up her personality to point out she's a former Olympic luge racer for, and this is not a typo, Venezuela. She says everything with saucer-eyed exuberance as though we're all about to take an 85-mile-an-hour sled run. <laughs> she's also one of my principal hemp mentors to this day. Bill's in the kitchen by 5.30, pounding his third pot of coffee and scanning the headlines on his laptop, Bocalandro said, referring to 63-year-old Bill Althaus, the brilliant and cantankerous engineer, geneticist, and left-brain energy source of the FPS. The rest of the co-op's four original members were asleep when I pulled in, so my morning entrance would be the first Bill would see of me this visit. It was Bill who had named the co-op following the six years he spent working as an electrical engineer in the Pacific Island nation of Palau. There, a fat pig in the village means everyone's doing okay. If the pigs are plump, it means the people are too, and it might be time for a potluck. <laughs> I was fired up. When I woke, I would be helping to harvest my first federally legal outdoor sensimia CBD crop at what is still one of the few, hopefully not for long, organic hemp cooperatives on the planet. Wow. I'm a fan of cooperatives, especially for their focus on local economies. Mm-hmm. In 2015, the world was reawakening to hemp. A token 220 acres had been grown nationwide the previous season under the new 2014 Farm Bill provision. By the time I rolled into Fort Collins, it had already increased 1,000% to 2,200 acres. Althaus had been waiting his whole adult life for this moment. So after a half century as a film grip, western swing dancer, and fruit and decorative flower farmer, these filled the gaps in his engineering resume, it might have occurred to me that he could have used his beauty sleep. Bill loves jazz, a genius said before crushing me in a good night embrace. Do you know any Coltrane? <laughs> um, I can play my favorite things, kind of, I said. I'm not a very good saxophone player, but it relaxes me. And a jam, no matter how cacophonous, is one of the few things that can make an escaped goat follow you back to the corral. <laughs> but my silvery tone makes my dogs howl for the dead. Perfect, she assured. The coffee's all set the night before. He just switches it on. I set an unhealthfully early alarm, thinking, I'm hanging with real farmers now, right. and right at harvest time, better mm-hmm. be on time. Three verses of marginal jazz is a lot of sonic force with which to pierce the Colorado front range at dawn on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. The stars were still out, and a frost 
see pre-sunrise tang was in the air. For a little while, I got into it, swaying a bit. I was meaning every note, you know what I'm saying? Imparting a touch of vibrato into my phrasing. Then something in the very back of my brain told me to get a little worried. It felt like I'd been honking away for a long time to, well, to a dark farmhouse. The hemp field behind it was still a black velvet silhouette, too. At about 6.37 a.m., the door flew open. There was a bumping sound and a colorful noun describing dog offspring, followed two long seconds later by the hulking figure of Althaus greeting me on the porch. He was clutching a toe and technically wearing a dangerously small, barely knotted white kimono with the Japanese character for enlightenment printed on it. <laughs> to this day, I am very glad for the distraction of that character. My final few notes kind of trailed off as though a plug had been pulled from a turntable. I gave my colleague a weak, not a bad alarm clock, eh, look. Bill's first words weren't coherent in any language in which I am fluent. But the moment the coffee was in our bodies and the kimono blessedly replaced by Carhartt's, the first place America's most knowledgeable organic hemp farmer took me was into the field. If a genius is the heart and soul of the FPS, Bill is farmer-in-chief. He has a connection with the plant kingdom, the way Jane Goodall has one with chimps. Whenever I come upon him in the field, there's something in his stillness and posture that makes him look a lot like one of the plants. Mm. It was good to see him again. When we met five years earlier, he was a legendary purveyor of organic strawberries and giant dahlias. We're talking dinner plate size at the Santa Fe, New Mexico farmer's market. He moved to Colorado the moment hemp was legalized there, and I used that economic exodus in testimony to get the land of enchantment to legalize. We strolled out past my camper just after sunrise, blowing into our hands. Once we reached the emerald hemp rose, hand-shaped leaves waving to us in the breeze by the tens of thousands, I asked Bill what was the number one lesson of hemp farming that I might bring to my own planned hemp project. These would begin the following spring, 2016. You're doing it right now, he said immediately. Be on the farm every day. Watch the plants closely. If they're asking for something, give it to them. And if you can't be walking the field every day, make sure someone you trust is. Because if you mm. miss two days, even one day sometimes, you can easily lose a whole field. Yes, you can. Bill Althaus is not a guy who says things to hear the sound of his own voice. Working on the remote set of the film Natural Born Killers in 1993, he endeared himself to Oliver Stone by saying simply, yes, when the great director asked, if Bill's motorcycle could make it to Santa Fe and back with a needed prop on a single tank of gas. Nice. To accomplish this four-hour round trip, Bill outdistanced pursuing state troopers outside a Taos. <laughs> In general, Bill is a guy who wants things done his way, says Jamie Lucero, a San Felipe Pueblo member who also fled to Mexico to grow hemp. At 27, he was an intern at the Fat Pig Society when I met him but is now the youngest co-op member. I won't lie to you, it can get crazy sometimes, but here's the thing. He's usually right. Hmm. Having fled an abusive car dealer father in Texas at age 16, Bill is possessed of granite toughness that makes him one of the world's great get-it-done guys. I've seen it a dozen times, from dahlia fertilizing techniques to hemp processing modes. If he can think it, he can manifest it. In 2009, 
2015, no one knew organic hemp cultivation like Bill. If he said, be on the field and watch the plants, that's what I was going to do from here on out. I watched so closely over those next three days of harvesting that I donated my expensive Maui Jim sunglasses to the soil. <laughs> I found them months later on a genius base. I was happy to make the donation in exchange for Bill's priceless piece of initial information. Mm. As a goat herder, I immediately thought Bill's advice had the ring of truth. If you don't milk the goats twice a day, you don't have milk. It's about presence in your own life as opposed to rushing around between judo, grocery shopping, and soccer practice. The reason my family has difficulty taking vacations or indeed getting to town for groceries is because you can't just ask a neighbor to swing by and milk your goats at sunrise and sunset. You have to keep a loving eye on them. They only let gentle, patient people milk them. That's what made the biblical Jacob such a kick-butt shepherd that he pissed off his father-in-law. You can't phone in agricultural gigs. The longer I farmed him, the truer Bill's words proved. If you are a farmer, be on the farm, even just for an hour or three. If that doesn't sound like a fundamental element of a hemp business plan to you, or if a day spent getting money while being dive-bombed by mosquitoes isn't your idea of a good time, then independent hemp farming might not be the profession for you. It'd be like a dentist with a tooth phobia or a preschool teacher who's not really into kids. Work gloves are a telling piece of equipment in the new regenerative economy. Folks who always have a pair of handy tend to be my kind of people. That includes potential investors. I had mine with me in the Fat Pig Society's hemp field, and Bill noticed. What are we looking for specifically? I asked him three hours into that October harvest day. Temperature and all right, folks, that was a quick show. That was so fast. Um, thank you so much for being here. Sorry for the interruption once again. I don't know what the heck's going on with Wildcat, but I'm just double paying our fees, and it's still not working. So we gotta we got to have a chat, blog talk, which I can't ever get a hold of them. Are you guys even out there? Are you listening? Please, come on. Well, let's leave on a positive note. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. Our silliness. Holy cow, was that chatty. Get yourself some blueberry bliss, folks. That's what it was. We found out what it was. Wow. Is that Indica. 15%. We're going to look up that strain, though. That's crazy, crazy stuff. Anyway, we love you. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday. Have a fantastic day. Be nice to each other. Please. No, not that. Yeah, be nice to each other. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday. We love you. Be smart. And educate. Seriously, can't believe this.